Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Grant. Uh, welcome to an episode of The Atypical Rainbow. Today is an episode in the series we like to call The Rainbow Dissection. Uh, I say we, actually. I think I decided that unilaterally uh, because I do enjoy a good pun. Um, for those who may recognize it, it is a pun on The Rainbow Connection, which is an amazing Muppet song, and Muppets are amazing in everything. So I figured, why not honor one of my favorite parts of any good award show or um, TV series? <laughs> I think that would be a theme for this episode. <laughs> well, it's all, it's all, of, yes, it is all about names, actually. So, so this episode we've subtitled, What's in a Name? We're going to talk a bit about how we came to name our kids and the different sort of conundrums that come up with being gay parents and naming. Well, some of it's pretty universal, actually. We, we thought we'd figure that out when we broke the episode down a little. We're, so, first, first off, we have made the active choice to keep our kids out of it. We'll refer to them by uh, the names Matt and Jake, uh, but you will not find them, and that is our choice. <laughs> uh, but hey, we're going to keep talking about them like that, and if I accidentally do slip up, I will edit it out, so you may find some weird blanks in, the, in this episode <laughs> in case I forget. <laughs> Whether Grant remembers, I'm not 100% sure. And I'll start referring to them as the one who's upside down, so that'll be a good start. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little less of a tongue twister, maybe a little easier to identify, perhaps. So let's let's start with the the first one. How did we come about to give them the names that they were given? That was a unilateral decision. <laughs> that was also a unilateral decision. Kind of a theme in our relationship, I think. Yes. On our third date, Paul informed me of the names he wanted to name his sons, and he got his way because <laughs> we named them exactly what he said on our third date. And aside from the fact that they clearly made me sound really desperate and really like too too much information for a third date, what it also revealed was that at no point did I ever consider naming my daughters. <laughs> Well, no, you did eventually. No, no, but, like, I'd already had the names for my sons set in mind. Like, I knew exactly what their first names would be. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I don't think they quite settled on their middle names. I can't remember, actually. Well, no, you didn't You didn't have Matt's middle name because we came up with that together. Yes, but did I, I, I have did get Jake's middle some, name? <laughs> some interaction. And we'll come to that in a second. I think you had Jake's middle name, but I can't remember exactly. Okay. Um, but no, at, at no Because he was meant to be the firstborn. So I think you'd put more thought into that. So he got a middle name. <laughs> so there, I, I, there, were, there were two reasons why I chose the names that I, I had in mind. Firstly, they were named after TV characters. So I had some... Uh, one was this great Australian show called Tripping Over, which is only lasted for a season, but I, I loved it. Mainly because the hot white guy got with the average looking Asian guy. And the second name came from Gossip Girl, which is the gayest reason why you may necessarily choose a name. But but for some reason, those names just stuck in my head. And that's why I really wanted to name my kids that. And luckily, I married someone who was really passive and agreeable. So you never really objected. Well, no, I, I liked the names. <laughs> that helped. So, so yes, those are, oh, and, um, and Jake was named after Jake Gyllenhaal because I had an obsession with him through uni, particularly after watching Jarhead. I think that's what, uh, what got me. I've never seen Jarhead. It's fine. It's <laughs> the, the really, the, the main highlight of Jarhead is the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, there's a scene with Jake Gyllenhaal wearing nothing but a Santa hat over his groin. So that's the only thing I really remember of that movie. I'm sure, okay. I'm sure he wanted us to remember more about that, but mm, no. 
I have a very distinct memory of um, being uh, at the cinemas watching it with a friend uh, and I was texting my friend Emma uh, the whole time, just a running commentary of all the ways in which I was drooling over Jake Gyllenhaal. Fair enough. <laughs> because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. He was, he was buff and uh, very often shirtless and sometimes, you know, almost completely naked. Yes. If you know me, you could have been texting me. Yes, indeed. This was an I had to wait moment. for Thor for like the posters to appear on our door. That was <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. That wasn't even me though. Like that was that I didn't was... say you made it appear. It just appeared on our door. Yes, that was Raffy. Uh, we used to, so you Grant and I used to live in a share house together. Um, there were five of us, and my my old med school friend Raffy put a put a poster of Chris Hemsworth up on our door. I'm fairly sure you put a poster on his door of possibly the cast of Sucker Punch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was a little bit obsessed with that. Also, it was very... That whole, like, Japanese schoolgirl motif, I think, mm. was, was really the appealing thing for him. Not for us, obviously. I don't know. I saw... The, you know, I, I got the Thor joke. And Chris Hemsworth is obviously attractive, but I thought it was over-muscled in Thor. It was a bit too much. I preferred him once he cut his hair. Yeah, shorter hair definitely worked for him. But when he slims down, he's better. We're really going off topic, aren't we? And this, the whole point is meant to be about names. It's <laughs> really way tangential. So, yes. Yeah, so, Matt, the way we... Well, I, I feel like I've been talking most of this time. Why don't you tell a story about how we came up with Matt's middle name? Okay, so, um, so Matthew's middle name, we were like, okay, so what middle name goes with that? So, we were in a taxi in india when we were organizing the ivf for them to and we decided we really needed to come up with more names so we just basically sat in a taxi just saying matthew then random names (laughs) and then my last name um to just see what sounded good until something did and that's the name he got um and it was super long and i wrote it on a lot of forms (laughs) As we flew back from India to Australia and may have had buyer's remorse on how long a name we decide to give our child. Um, and hopefully when he's older, he and he travels and he has to put all of that on all the boarding carts, he won't be really angry at us. But he has a schmancy name. That's why I like, that's, it works. He could, he could shorten it or he could extend it to make himself sound very professional. I think it's only on official documents that he'll have the problem. Yes. Ex- yeah. If when he it has to be Matthew instead of Matt. Mm, that's true. That's true. So when we considered the possibility of having girls. So there'll be, there'll be another episode where we talk about the IVF process and what we did back in... You but know. the short version is that we knew we were having two children, but we had no idea of the genders. Yes. So we had to come up with four names um, before the birth because we needed all the different possibilities. Mm. <laughs> so we had girl one, girl two, boy one, and boy two. Yeah. And I think, I, uh, once again, because we're both TV nerds, the, even the girl names were TV and actor inspired, which is very on brand. <laughs> Because we had Amy, because of Amy Pond from Doctor Who. We had... It was Amy May, wasn't it? Yeah, because we started with May, but you didn't like that as a first name. So no. it became a middle name. So May, spelled M-A-E, was named after May Whitman, who plays Amber on Parenthood. I mean, she's in a whole bunch of different things, but she's she's excellent, an excellent actress. And then it was Lily. Lily... 
Grace. It was Lily Grace, actually. And funnily enough, I think the middle name Lily Grace also came up by accident because we were talking about baby names with our wedding planner because <laughs> we we got along with her quite well and we, we got married while the kids were in utero, I guess, as, as it were. And so we just she just pulled out of thin air and we're like, oh, Lily Grace, yes, that works. I can't remember how we started with Lily. Because Lily Evans from Harry Potter. I thought that was a happy coincidence. No. Okay. I don't think so. Well, maybe it was um, Will and Grace, because Grace's first daughter was meant to be named Lily. Okay. I don't know. I think I... It was probably good we didn't do that after the fate of Grace's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Retconned out of existence. <laughs> she turned out to be a dream. <laughs> Um, but yes, Harry Potter. I'm pr- I-, I thought Harry Potter was the original source of that. Maybe. Hmm. I know it eventually became Lily Evans' Harry Potter. Mm. But I thought that was a happy coincidence. Anyway, so yeah, we had all these names lined up. Uh, and we just, yeah, we found out... Because as part of the rules of uh, IVF in India, you're not allowed to find the gender of the child before the birth. So we had all them lined up and... You know, when, when our kids were born, we had to look them and we knew... They just, the names fit. I don't know why. Just the magic of it, I guess. One of the unique issues, I guess, we should talk about as being gay parents is... We'll what, go generational, will we? I don't know. <laughs> we start with the kids, we'll go with us next. Yeah, yeah, why not? Is is what we get them to call us. Mm-hmm. So for you, it was... Was it... I can't... This is, this is how, how long we've been parents for. Was it important to you that they called you a certain thing? No. I don't think... I don't think so. I think... You know, dad slash daddy is probably the most common thing. Mm. So one that people default to, mm. um, which ends up causing much confusion. <laughs> because people would be like, oh, go back to your dad. And they point to you. And the kids would be like, no, that's not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I guess if like I was known as father or something, which, you know, obviously I would then come home from work and they'd be presented to me for one minute. You could be padre. We could go, padre. go Spanish, Latina. <laughs> I think that would be cultural appropriation. So good we didn't do that one. Um, but yeah, like it's what people would default to. So I guess I just went with it. Like, I think I went with the default. See, I, it was important to me from the beginning that we didn't have the same name. I know I'm going to talk. I'll oh, talk about it now. Why not? Um, the the two lesbian couples that I know of who have had kids both went with a very similar derivation of how they were referred to by their child, which is one would be called Mum or Mum Mum, and the other would be called Mama. And I always thought that was a little bit insane because it, the, the distinction was so minor and so easy to confuse. Um, and, you know, I don't hold it against them. They can do whatever they like. But I just, I felt like I really wanted something that was quite clear uh, to distinguish you and I. Uh, but luckily we had ethnicity on our side. So... Without cultural appropriation. <laughs> without cultural appropriation, yes. Took advantage of my cultural distinctiveness. So uh, I am referred to as Bo, which is South Vietnamese as opposed to North Vietnamese, which is what everyone else knows, um, for dad. So utilize my Vietnamese heritage, I was able to distinguish it. My kids ref- do it, you know, uh, that's how they refer to me. It... Where it became a bit more confusing was to their friends. So there were a number of occasions where they, they would explain to their friends that they have a dad and a ball. And their friends were like, you have a bob? 
Why do you have a Bob? Yes, yeah, so a number of kids thought your name was Bob. Yeah. They'd go yeah. home to their their mums would be like, Why why have I been told that Paul's name is Bob? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how we chose ours, and I think it's stuck quite well. But even I've noticed interestingly that as they've gotten older, they I think it's become too much effort to try and distinguish me to their friends. So they actually just call me their dad. So then I might call them, like they might be um, talking to their friends on FaceTime or something and I'll call out for dinner or get their attention. and be like, oh, my dad's calling me. I've got to go. I've not noticed that. That's interesting. Yeah. It's just, it's it's simplification, I guess. It's fair because otherwise I have to explain it to every single person <laughs> and it just gets far too confusing. Yeah. But yeah, you know, when they're yelling out for someone, I think it is nice that they're able to yell out different syllables mm-hmm. <laughs> that are easy to distinguish. But even to this day, they they get us confused. So they'll often say like, daddy. I'm like, no, and, and you'll, you'll react and they'll be like, no, I meant ball. I'm like, oh, okay. And vice versa. Yeah. But they're not calling us like some random word like Roxy, which was our dog's name. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was us with our parent brain calling our kids Roxy. Only when I yelled at them because I was so used to yelling at the dog. I... <laughs> My yell voice could only say Roxy. It couldn't say Matt and Jake yet. I hadn't learnt. Um, so, yeah. So, that that worked out quite nicely. But the process of choosing a surname was actually much simpler because I didn't really care as much. Cause, and also, my surname is Nguyen. Uh, it is the Smith of the Vietnamese. And it is also a really annoying surname to have to spell out. I've gradually learnt... Uh, in my lifetime that when I spell my surname, I have to make sure I put a pause at the end of the U because otherwise people get confused. So I say N-G-U, pause, Y-E-N. Otherwise, invariably, someone will put the Y before the U or they'll mix up the G and the Y and it's always unbelievably confusing. So it was actually really important to me that the kids didn't have my surname. Plus, there are enough new ones out there that we didn't really need to add two more to the collective. Whereas Evans is super rare. <laughs> Uh, it's it's less rare it's less uh, less rare than Newen, I can tell you that much. <laughs> I don't think Newen's even the Smith. I think it's beyond the Smith. We are the standard <laughs> now, exactly. Screw you white people and your Smith standards. Newen is the standard. You look us up in a phone book and we are far more uh, abundant than the Smiths. Yeah. Then um then came the grandparents. So your parents had a very specific request as well. Yes. Actually. They wanted they wanted to be Nan and Grandpa, which was sort of a because that was what we called my mum's parents. Um, so they kind of wanted to take up the torch of though them because I never knew my dad's dad. So the only grandfather I had in my life was called grandpa. So my dad wanted to be grandpa. But also as I was not the first one to have children, they already had names for what their grandchildren would call them. Um, whereas Paul doesn't have any siblings, so... We're starting fresh there. So, what on on your brother's wife's side? What are they called? I can't remember. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Maybe Pop and something. Mm. It's been a while. Everyone mm. lives so far away from each other. We don't really <laughs> all interact. Yeah, Grant Grant's one of three, and each brother is in a different state. <laughs> so hard to hard to keep track. I think yes. 
Um, whereas in Vietnamese culture, so Vietnamese culture is still very heteronormative in how it uh, delineates between the grandparents. So the technical terms are for grandmother is bang wai and ban noi. So what that directly translates to is um, the grandf- grandmother on the dad's side and the grandmother on the mum's side. And so the male equivalent is omwai and omnoi. So same thing. So grandfather on the dad's, on the father's side and grandfather on the mother's side. Okay. So if you had a sister, her kids would call your parents something different from what our kids call. Technically. Technically. So so our kids call my parents ba and om because that's how you... It's like the colloquialism. So it'd be like grandpa or yeah. grandma. But the formal title would be ba ngoi or ba noi. So if I had a... So they would... My parents are technically ba noi and om noi. Whereas, yes, if I had a sister, they would refer to my parents... Uh, her children refer to my parents as ba ngoi and, uh, and om ngoi. Okay. Um, so very, very gender... Uh, along along gender lines, which, as an autistic person, I kind of appreciate the rules. It just I didn't have to think of any complicated variation on um on you know how to title them. Whereas I get very confused with your grand well technically the kids' great grandparents, great nan and nan nan. Yes, that does get confusing. That still throws me off to this day. Like I just I forget which one is which. Yeah, we do we do have a tradition of calling great grandparents bizarre things Mm. um like unfortunately the kids never had a great grandfather through me or through you Mm. um so we never really had a name for him but yeah so my my mum's uh grandmother was nan the great because apparently she didn't want to be called great grandmother because that made her sound old (laughs) So she accepted Nan the Great. Uh, so I grew up with Nan the Great, which when you're a kid, you don't really think about these things. Like, it's just like, this is your Nan the Great. And you're like, cool, that's what this person's always been. Mm. So then my two grandmothers then came up with completely different <laughs> names for what they wanted to be called. Uh, so we ended up with Nan Nan um, for my dad's mother. But that was a decision made... A long time before we had kids because I'm one of the youngest of the cousins. So she had been a great grandmother for 11 years by the time we had children. Mm. Uh, so she'd been Nan Nan for a while. And my mother's mother is Great Nan, which was, she's the daughter of Nan the Great. So I think there was a <laughs> connection there, but she didn't take on the full title of Nan the Great. <laughs> Yeah, this feels like white people nonsense to me. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was looking at your face and I was about to say white people nonsense. <laughs> um, yes, it just, I don't know. It, it all it all feels a little bit political and un- unnecessarily confusing. Again, but I remember I having a discussion with you about, um, so it's like the aunt who's younger than your mother and the aunt who's older than your mother have a different term. Oh, yeah. And we had discussion. I said, if you don't know... Do you presume the younger than your mother for your aunt? 
And you're like, yes, but you presume the older than your father for your uncle? Yes. So it's not just white person. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Asian cultures, but particularly Vietnamese culture, because that's the one I'm familiar with, also has naming nonsense. But so here we go. Let's let's um, give you guys a bit of an education. In Vietnamese culture, the title, what you'll find, and in Asia, a lot of Asian cultures, you'll find a lot of people, Asian people will refer to their elders that are not necessarily directly related as auntie or uncle. Now, that to some degree is affectionate, but it's actually closer to Mr. and Mrs. So it's actually kind of the the formal equivalent, which is perfectly fine. So you never, never, you rarely ever hear an Asian person refer to someone of the generation above them as Mr. and Mrs. Lee or Mr. It's always auntie and then their first name. And the reason for that is because the the distinction in terms of the title comes with the title of the age. So for um, there are titles for people who are younger than your parents, or your parents are the point of reference. So um, there is a different title for the person who was younger than your parents, but within that generation. And there is a title for the people who are in the generation, but older than them. And then you skip up to the grandparents. And so there's this whole hierarchy about ages. But again, inbuilt sexism the polite thing to do when referring to a woman who is in the generation above you is to refer to them as the younger version whereas it's actually more respectful when you're referring to a man as the older version so so for a woman who is in your mom's generation but young you say go but for a man who's older you say back um, even though the, the the sort of the time equivalent would be go and ju versus back and back, which is actually the same both ways. So yeah, we also have hilarious rules about respect and honor, but to be honest, I'm so bad at Vietnamese that I half the time I just forget. And so I just I just go with whatever, really. Um, to this day, I actually because the other thing is that how you refer to yourself in this in the sentence is also age dependent. So if I'm talking to you, for example, right? There's a whole set of pronouns that's all about me talking to you uh, because you're of my generation. Whereas I have to refer to myself differently if I'm talking to my parents' friends, for example, because it's it kind of feeds into the whole... The parents will always be a parent. They'll always be older and you have to respect them. Um, I have to refer to myself as a child. So I am gong because that means... That's what, I, like, that's what I would refer to our kids because they are my children. It's all, I agree, it is all very complicated, but there's no direct translation for I. Everything is both gender and age related. Like, it's not quite the direct pronoun. Yes. I think also it does create some interesting situations when you try to translate it into English. Because one of the things that we had was that, technically, I should refer to your mum as my aunt. But I found that super weird. (laughs) Mm. So there was a long time to try to work out what to call her. And your your best friend calls her Dr. Lee, <laughs> which he calls her very affectionately. Yes. But it's kind of funny that he calls her Dr. Lee. So I went through a phase where I called her Dr. Lee. <laughs> um, but eventually, through agreement with your mum, we came to me calling her mum, which does confuse people sometimes. And I have had people who thought that she was my mother, which confused me when they knew both of us and one of us is Asian and one of us is white. <laughs> My mum is very pale. I, I have I have been told previously that there's probably some American soldier somewhere in my earlier generation. I would have always got French. I think there's some French blood in all Vietnamese people. That's my secret th- thought, which I'm now sharing with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so secret anymore. 
Yeah, hey, look, it's, yeah, I, I, I remember that final, I actually still find it odd that you call her mum. I, I, it just, it unsettles me. <laughs> I don't know why, like, but I, yeah, I, I don't know, I guess that's, again, talking about funny naming things, because yeah. if, if I had married a nice Vietnamese girl, she actually would call her mum, because she okay. would call her, so Matt. So she wouldn't call her auntie. No, she wouldn't actually. But again, yours and my situation was unique because I don't think even my mum could really knew the rules. Eventually she said on. She decided mum. I think she yeah. was the one who decided, wasn't it? Well, I talked to her about it. We we decided together. Because, mm. yeah, she. I think she wanted auntie originally, but that was probably before we were married as such. Mm. And then there was obviously a point where whether or not we were married was very unclear to everyone. <laughs> But also- Which is thankfully now being cleared up. <laughs> yes, thank you, plebiscite. <laughs> um, but the um, but even again, that would be by Vietnamese rules because technically, because we weren't married yet, you would actually call her auntie. Yeah, you're only be allowed to do that when you married into the family. Yeah. So when I think when I was your boyfriend, I think auntie was the right thing, but I called her doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then after our sort of unofficial wedding i think she allowed me to change it to mum mm. whereas i always, i still refer to your parents by their first name i don't i don't think i will ever make that conversion to mum and dad they'll be too awkward fine. which is fine but everyone's comfortable mm. but it's about figuring out the rules that's what i'm saying I'm so always- in my situation everyone's comfortable except for you and no one apparently cares that you're uncomfortable <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like again. I I always look for the rules. I don't. I don't like offending people. I don't like upsetting people. I don't like conflict in general. But this is one of the minor things that um that I've come across where I just like I don't know what to do. And to be honest, actually, with your parents, I, we never actually had the formal discussion. We never decided this is how you do it. I, although when I first met them, did I refer to them by Mister and Mrs? I'm trying to remember now. That first date was so long ago. I don't know. But I think from, like, you were not the first on the scene. So you already had a precedent. Whereas I didn't have a precedent. What do you mean? We had Joe calling them Colin Wendy already. Oh. But I didn't know that at the time, did I? Presumably. Like, when we met, you know. Like, we, we met, like, after they were married and had a kid, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, we met, yeah, we met around the time their second kid was born. Yes. So pretty right. much just any interaction... Oh, to clarify, sorry, Joe is a grand sister-in-law. Yes. <laughs> we, we've, we've now lulled into the conversation where we're forgetting that we're actually recording a podcast and people may be listening who don't know who we are and our entire family tree. <laughs> so we've, we've shifted from being vague and alluding to just flat out saying names. <laughs> Adults is fine. Kids, not so much. Yes. We're, we're only avoiding two specific names. Yeah. You know, on... Putting aside the parenting thing for a second, I am still in a point in my career where I still feel very junior, um, despite being in my mid-30s. Um, so I, I actually struggle calling other, like, senior consultants, so ones who would be in their 40s or 50s. I struggle to call them anything but doctor or whatever because I feel like it's really impolite. And they'll, they'll, I'll wait for them to tell me. I'll wait for them to say, you can call me Michael, you can call me whatever. But my immediate go-to is still, you are a specialist, you are more senior than me, therefore I will call you Dr. So-and-so. Awkwardness, I guess. 
See, I find that funny because I used to be a teacher and I'm just imagining us sitting in the staff room <laughs> referring to each other as, oh, Mr. Evans, can you pass some coffee? <laughs> like people would stare at you so weirdly. <laughs> oh, and actually, that was the other thing that um, early on, actually, no. Did, were you ever awkward about having our friends being called auntie and uncle? Was there a period where that happened? No, not really. Because I think... I even came from a tradition of calling close friends auntie and uncle. Like, like I have a what we call fake auntie, mm. <laughs> um, who was mum's best friend. So even though it's vi- like it's pretty much the go-to in the Asian culture, mm. um, I think I was already defaulted to it. <laughs> Going right back to the original topic. You had a number of significant family members in your life. Did you ever consider naming our kids after, you know, like your grandfather, who you were quite close to? No, I think because um, a lot of a lot of my family members had names that I associated with different er- bygone eras, I guess. Mm. Like they they didn't have, I guess, the king and queen names mm. that kind of stay in vogue. With a lot of Normas and Dorothys and Beverly's. Yes. Um, so even though I was very, cl- like, i very fond of my um, grandpa, Walter's not a name I would have given a child in 2011. Hmm. You could have. You could have been very hipster about it. I could have. But as a teacher, I also don't like hipster names. <laughs> <laughs> you once had, one, like, a kid named Michael spelt. What was it again? M-Y-C-E-L. Yeah. Um, They're always the worst, those kids. <laughs> you know, look at a role, and if they have a completely normal name spelt weirdly, they're always so badly behaved. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, I, I think that when, when it came time to sort of think about the names for the kids, it was ne- like... I was. I always wanted to find something that was kind of classic. Walter, I think you could arguably get away with. Wally, not so much. Walter, maybe. Mm. Depends on the kind of kid you have, I guess. But you don't won't really know that till you get there. I, I had a, one of my friends said, reckons that the name Oscar is an adorable younger child name, but does not age well. Okay. Not worried about Oscar the Grouch. No, I think that's really a genuine worry. Okay, fair enough. I feel a bit that way about Henry. I think Henry's one of those names that doesn't age well. Like you, we turn to Harry then. I guess you could do that. I just feel like it's kind of it's an adorable little kid's name, and then it becomes an old man's name very, very quickly. Yeah, I think you have to Harry in the middle. Mm. Mm. But yes, timelessness I think was always a uh, a key thing when choosing the kids' names, and obviously, yes. Referencing TV was an important thing for me too. Yeah, I, th- I think I think referencing TV was nicer than referencing a previous member of the family. So, did you ever have trouble figuring out how to label me when you were describing me to your friends? To my friends, not really. Um, I think it was different for me because. I was working for, like, the first year um, we were together or so, like, maybe first 18 months. Um, and because I was a teacher, I wasn't talking openly about your existence to my students or anything like that. 
So I was much more vague during those 18 months. But then once I stopped working as a teacher, I didn't really have any need to be vague. Whereas you continue to work up until this day. So I think over the years since I stopped being a teacher, um, you've been vaguer. Whereas when I was a teacher, I was probably vaguer. <laughs> mm. See, yeah, I was always concerned about the impact of my sexuality and how my patients perceived me because I did have a number of older patients and not to um, brush with broad strokes, but I was concerned that that would prejudice them against me or I would lose patients or lose some sort of reputation, which is a shame. I shouldn't have to worry about that, but that's the reality of things. So quite often when I talked about you, uh, I referred to you as my partner and I would try to avoid using gender pronouns where possible Sometimes it wasn't possible, and so I flat out lied and just said, you're a she. Uh, but I used it as an entry point. So for some people, they felt they liked getting to know me as a person. So they saw the wedding ring on my finger, and uh, or I talked about my kids, or our kids, sorry, and talked about the shared stories about mutual kid amusements. Uh, so it was always a bit of a challenge, you know, partner was a default thing. And I still believe to this day that partner, the term partner should not have been appropriated by heterosexual people. That was our term to be, to describe someone who we are committed to. Um, but you know, is not a wife or a husband, but even, well, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, yeah, that's true. But at the time, I and it loses like... vagueness if they don't also use it. <laughs> Maybe. Though I've always found um, the fact that women talk about their female friends as their girlfriend, but men don't talk about their male friends as their boyfriend, always creates different situations. Because I have wondered if um, people were lesbians because they referred to their girlfriend, but I had never mentioned a partner. Mm. But then I mentioned a partner later, and I'm like, oh, that was just your friend. (laughs) Mm. That is confusing. See, even to this day, I find it difficult to refer to you as my husband. It seems odd to me. Not because I don't like the term and I don't like that we're married. It just, it feels like it opens up too many questions. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it it feels like it opens up too many questions. And I mean, look, I haven't had to introduce myself or you to any new person for quite some time. And I think maybe if I had the opportunity, I might be more open to it. But it, you know, it, it... even when I sort of say it, it doesn't really roll off the tongue very easily. Fair enough. I think, like, last time I met some of your work colleagues, which was actually only a few months ago, you referred to me as your husband. So you obviously referred to me as your husband at work, or that was the first time. I had to be very conscious about it. I, my my brain defaulted to partner. I had to be very conscious about using that terminology. And again, they didn't care particularly. I think it was just me. But, you know, it's, it's, about, it's about names and it's about labels and how much does it necessarily matter. Yeah. I think I generally just talk about you as Paul. And I think I talk about you as Grant and that's just who you are. So maybe it doesn't matter that much. Though I have a friend, Paul, and the other day I said Paul's mum and some of our mutual friends thought that his mum had turned up at our house during <laughs> coronavirus isolation. And they were thinking, what? <laughs> that's a very strange thing to happen. Well, then you just had to get rid of this other friend. You're only allowed one Paul in your life. Yeah. I'll get rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) So what are your thoughts? Uh, Did you have any conundrums about naming your kids? How did you decide that? You know, how did you choose the names for your kids? 
let us know on the Facebook page at the Atypical Rainbow. We only do Facebook and Instagram because it's easier and we're old and not technological. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you. And hopefully uh, you will seek us out and listen to the next episode. So thanks for listening and uh, we hope you join us next time.